Well, good morning, church. Uh, Chuck asked me today not to embarrass us, so I will do my absolute best not to do that. But I am so thankful to be here. Uh, thank you for giving me the opportunity um, to share God's Word with you today. I'd love to start by asking you to envision a few specific things. So the first thing is to imagine a clock. Picture in your mind a clock that's so marvelous. It's so perfect. Every tick tock is not a minute too early or a whisper too late, but a clock precisely timed. Now I'd love for you to picture an ancient estate the most beautiful estate that you have ever seen. And you're not the caretaker of this estate. You're not visiting this estate. You're the heir of this estate. Everything within it is going to become yours. Third, consider this, an orchestra. An orchestra, even if you're not, you don't consider yourself a good musician. An orchestra where you're not just watching, but you are someone in the orchestra able to play an instrument with precision, with beauty, with all the joy that you have within you, with harmony and with passion. Our scripture verse for today, our passage, is Galatians 4, 4 to 7. But when the set time had fully come, God sent his son born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. Because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. Uh, church, our lives are not random. They are crafted with precision. Our positions, they are not as servants. We are destined to be heirs of God's kingdom. Our callings, what we've been called to do, they're not passive. Uh, God has given us the Holy Spirit who empowers us to lead. The very first line in our Galatians passage says, but when the set time had fully come. In scripture, we find ourselves navigating this milestone, it, which is what we call the fullness of time. In the fullness of time, it goes beyond just a concept. It's a moment when we see that all of God's promises are real. Everything that he foretold was starting to happen. People's long-held hopes, their dreams of what they were anticipating in the Savior to come, all of creation was lining up. It's like the stars were coming together. The galaxies were coming together for a very special, important thing to take place. At just the right time, 
the fullness of time, God sent his son for us. It was not random. It was precisely timed with precision. In the same way, our own lives, in all their complexity, in all the things that we navigate, were not a product of random chance. We're a result of that precision, that precision that is profound in its perfect. The patterns of our life, they're orchestrated by God. Every moment, every detail counts. It's not just the milestones, but it's the quiet moments of our ordinary days, of an ordinary Tuesday, that make our routine days the stories of their own. Uh, take, for example, in your office, a coworker whose laughter brightens your day. Uh, how about an interaction that you may have with someone at your favorite coffee shop? These are stories that happen within my own life. In a significant area of my own life that I have seen God's precision and his perfect timing is when he took our family, our cozy little family living in South Carolina, we had four children ages five and under, and he moved us to the brisk northeast. And there, God did miraculous things in our life. For the very first time, I was introduced to Reformed theology. Uh, the Northeast is where God confirmed my calling to become a pastor. I needed a new beginning. I needed a, a new area. I needed new circumstances. And most dear to us in our time there were the friends that God gifted us with. Uh, these friends have been family to our children. They have navigated, we're navigating empty nesting together and traveling together and encouraging each other in our lives and our marriages. In those times, those special times, a significant confirmation of a calling and the sweetness of a friendship were things that God divinely timed in my own life. These little events, they are not events that are in isolation of one another. They all come together. They converge together to make our story who we are in the grand story of our creator. Consider the Pax Romana, an area that stands as a testament to God's orchestration in history. It was a period of extraordinary peace it spanned across the known world. It didn't happen by chance, but it was providentially set up by God to coincide with the earthly ministry of Christ. The time was tranquil. Architectural wonders facilitated connectivity and creativity. We had commerce. We had roads that were built. The aqueducts brought water to communities. The Greek language was common so that God's message could be heard. These weren't simply accidental developments. They were providential means. The hand of God readied the world for the rapid dissemination of the word of God, the transformational message of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ.
This convergence of peace and infrastructure and language, it created the ideal atmosphere, the perfect setting for the teachings of Christ to begin where they began and to travel throughout the world. As we think about our place, where we've been called in this narrative, keep in mind that we are a part of this grand story that God's authoring with love and with wisdom. We each have a purpose. We're a living, breathing part of God's perfect plan. As the new year dawns upon us, draw from the inspiration of what the fullness of time is, God's perfect timing, the good, the bad, even when our paths seem to diverge uh, from what we would want, from the rhythms that we expect. Take heart in knowing that they are filled with intent. They're shaping our character. They're strengthening our spirit. And may we have courage to trust the divine, the hand of God that although we don't see it, is guiding us through every day. As we notice that our lives are not random, but crafted with precision, Galatians goes on to tell us that we are not servants, we are heirs. In the family of God, we occupy an extraordinary place in his family, in his arms. At the exact time God sent his son to redeem us, that is when he ushered us, all of us who are his, into his family as children. We're given a new name, a new standing. Our verse says, the Holy Spirit allowed to call out Abba, Father. It's an endearing term that a child would say with love, Abba, Father. It's more than a legal shift, this adoption in Christ. It's not a legal transaction. It is a church, it's a full transformation of what God is doing and continues to do in our life. Uh, in preparing for today, I went down uh, quite a rabbit hole on the internet and found myself all caught up in uh, the royals in England. And please know I am not the only one who has done this because there's so much information on all the questions that I was asking. So feel free to uh, go in and find out more. There's plenty, plenty more. But I wanted to know, do adopted children in England, do they have the right, can they have the title of a king? The historical answer is a firm no, it's not going to happen. <laughs> While different countries have different laws, in England, it's a no. Based on a succession act in the 1700s tells us, adopted children would not have succession rights or a title. In the family of God, you are adopted. You are a full heir with all the rights and the privileges that the Son of God has. I just want you to hear that again. In the family of God, you are adopted to sonship. You are a full heir with all the rights and privileges that the Son of God himself has. 
there's a story within each of us. We all have a story about ourselves that we come to believe. Whether it's a story of pain or hurt or disappointment, our Heavenly Father rewrites our story and He works within us to continue and to fulfill the good purpose that He calls us to. With great assurance, we know He crafts the details of our life to reveal His glory. In the scripture, we see this. We see it in stories throughout the Bible, particularly in the story of Leah. Uh, Leah was a woman in the Bible. She was overlooked. Her husband, Jacob, he did not love her. She longed for his love. She longed for his affection. But he did not favor Leah. But the Lord heard her cries. With hope, Leah thought that Maybe Jacob would love her. The Lord had allowed her to carry a baby. But it would not be Jacob who honored Leah. It would only be God. Although she felt unloved, the Lord God honored her. Something began to change in her. When she had her fourth child, Judah, which is the Hebrew word for praise, she began to understand that Jacob was not honoring her, but God was. She was destined not as a servant, but as an heir. Her third son, Levi, he would lead God's people in the tabernacle. Her fourth son is who God chose to write his story in her line the ancestry that is Jesus Christ's ancestry. Through Leah's story, we see a God who hears our cries. He sees every pain. He sees every injustice that we go through. He honors those who we overlook. And he gives us, as heirs, as his children, a permanent place around the table of God. Ephesians 1.5 expands on this truth. It reveals that the heart of God, who in his magnificent foresight, chose us for the relationship through Christ Jesus. This decision was born out of his great love for us. It is not a response to anything we can ever say or that we can do. Through Christ, he invites us into this story we were alienated from him, and now we're close. We had coldness of the law, but now we're under the warmth of his grace. We move from isolation, from servitude, to the intimacy of a son. It's not a temporary guest pass. It's not a, a guest a pass that you're getting when you drive in somewhere. This is a permanent establishment in the family of God. While being an heir of God's, that makes us a co-heir, an equal heir uh, with Christ. And with this, it does mean that we do co-heir with him in the sufferings that he endured as well. The sufferings, they are not without purpose. They are the means by which we are changed, the way our lives are transformed 
to be in the likeness of Christ. Our character through struggles is refined. Our character grows, it's strengthened. And they're not merely uh, trials to be endured and to make it through, but they're trials that will draw us closer. They will be part of our journey with our Savior. And contrary to that suffering is the glory, a glory that begins here and now. As we live transformed lives, we reflect the power of the gospel. It's not just something we hope for in heaven. We have a taste of it right here, right in our midst with one another. We have the assurance that the trials that you're navigating right now are forging us forward for eternity in heaven in the splendor of God's parents. Uh, This status that we have with God, it can never, ever, ever be taken away. It's sealed by God's promise. We, We break our promises. Think of how many times we say, yes, we'll do this, and and we don't, or we'll do this at this time, and we fail to. And over and over, we are not always best at keeping our promises. But God faithfully keeps every single promise. Unlike an earthly inheritance that we may receive that is written on paper and that can be destroyed or lost, our names are recorded. They're inscribed in heaven, and they are there forever. It isn't something we've earned. It's a gift that we've been given. We get to receive the peace that passes all understanding, joy that goes beyond all words, and the abiding presence of the Holy Spirit living within our life, comforting and empowering us. As we embrace this identity, knowing that God's timing is perfect, as we serve as an heir and not a servant, let us walk forward. Let us walk in the fullness of what God has for us. But as heirs, as heirs with all of these wonderful privileges, with the hope that we have, knowing that our trials and our struggles are producing endurance within us, know that this calling, it is not passive. We are empowered to lead. It's not something that we just sit in the midst of and watch happen around us. We are empowered through the Holy Spirit in the here and now to lead. It's not a strength of our own. It is a gift given to us. It gives us the opportunity to mirror God's character, although we will not do it perfectly, we have an opportunity as recipients of God's grace to reflect that grace in all we do in our conduct, in our community, and not just to reflect it, but to then extend it to those around us. It's the Holy Spirit who gives us the gifts, the spiritual gifts we've been given. He's the one that develops the fruit within us that allow us to actively serve, to actively go out and to be his hands and his feet in the world. Every one of us has a sphere of influence. It may be in your home, you may not have a formal title, uh, you may not have a formal position, but you are positioned 
by the power of the Holy Spirit to lead for the sake of the Lord in any sphere you're in, your workplace, your church, our church, uh, the communities that we live in. As we anticipate the year behead, may we look at whatever this role is, this sphere that God has put us in, and with the Holy Spirit's work within us, may we move forward and champion the cause of Christ. Every decision that we make, each action that we undertake, it is an opportunity we have to demonstrate what God has done, to demonstrate the inheritance that he has given to us. I want to ask us to rise to this calling with boldness and with faith, knowing that we're his, that we're empowered to lead that we are not servants, but we are sons, we are heirs of God. As we've navigated the setting of time today, marveling at the precise moment when the heavens declared the time is now and Christ stepped into history, may this fullness of time not just be, you know, a, a chronology marker for you, a bookmark in the season of time, but it may be an understanding of a new era that we are entering into. Through the power of the gospel, uh, we're lifted from the realm of what was ordinary, and we are moved into the extraordinary, the presence of God. Our adoption it's not a mere change. It's not uh, something that has just been signed on an earthly ledger. It transforms us into his sons. We're no longer strangers. We are sons. We're beloved children, embraced by the Father, carrying out what God has called us to do. And with the adoption, adoption is that inheritance that by his grace he gives us. The inheritance, it is what equips us. It is what empowers us to do exactly what he is asking us to do. We have many uncertainties about next year. We do not have any idea what will happen, but we can know for sure that God is precisely timing out every hour, every minute, and every second. So as an heir, not a servant, Go forth in assurance that his perfect timing is precise. May your calling be actively lived out as testimony and as hope to the salvation that we have in Christ Jesus. Uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we leave this place today, we leave with hearts full of gratitude for the story you have authored for us. We stand in awe of the precision which, which you orchestrate our lives, never random, crafted with purpose and love. We rejoice in the identity you've bestowed upon us. Lord, we thank you for the adoption into your family, for calling us your children, and for sending your spirit to dwell within us. As heirs to your promise, empower us through your spirit to lead with humility, grace, and strength, 
Grant us the wisdom to navigate our paths with confidence that comes from being led by your hand. May our lives reflect the beauty of your gospel as we seek to act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with you. In this new year and beyond, help us to remain mindful of the legacy we carry. Let us honor you in all that we do, making every moment count for your kingdom. And as we step out from this late, this place, may we carry the light of your love shining brightly in a world that so desperately needs you. And we pray this in the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen.